Hey everyone, and welcome to the Space Between Podcast, getting you from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Fernan Ross, and whether it be in business, life, relationships, money, health, there's always a place, the place where you currently are, and that goal, that place you want to be. We're going to explore this space because it is fascinating, the journey between where you currently are and where you want to get to. Sometimes getting to that place you define as success, sometimes it's just the next step. I'm going to be talking to interesting people that have done amazing things in life. We're going to be talking to everyday people because we're all everyday people. And I want to know at the end of the show what you're in between. So definitely make sure to reach out to me. Let me know what that is. And we're going to go ahead and get into the show. Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. It's a book by Carol DeWitt. It talks about fixed and growth mindsets. And so it brings to light the question, how do you actually change your mindset? And though the book was good, there's things in there that I think we all have struggles with. And there's things as far as mindset and controlling it and changing it and influencing it that really lead to whether or not you achieve the things that you want or whether or not you sabotage them. I'm actually writing an article right now that talks about the effects of mindset on your actual health. That if you believe that you are unhealthy, that your your chances of living longer actually diminish compared to your peer group. Really scary stuff that what you think you actually are. So let's get into that a little bit. Let's talk about that, because I think the internal conversations that you have with yourself, those are the things that are going to drive you forward or the things that are going to hold you back. If you don't think that you are something, if you don't think that you can achieve something, you probably won't. There's a quote that goes, a man is what he thinks about all day. And to an extent, that's true. If you don't believe that you can do something or you don't believe that you are something, you have a very minimal chance of actually achieving the thing that it is that you think you want. And when I say the thing that you think you want, if you don't believe you want it, or if you don't have a compelling reason or a compelling why behind what it is that you want, outside of the the stuff that you normally say. So someone asks, well, you know, why do you want to be successful? Usually the response is, well, you know, because I want to, you know, do this or I want to achieve that. But as you go deeper and deeper into that question of why to figure out the the driving force behind it, you don't really you don't have a compelling enough reason to move you forward when things get hard. So when I think about mindset, I'm thinking about those internal conversations that you're having with yourself the internal conversations that I have with myself and the things that you affirm every day. Now, I know a lot of the times when I say that word affirm and if people are talking about affirmations, immediately you get people that throw their hands up and go, oh, God, wait a minute. 
Now you're talking about affirmations and the power of positive thinking. But honestly, the power of positive thinking and affirming who you are and what you are is internal talk. It's what you're telling yourself. If a boxer were to go into a match thinking that they would lose the match, they're going to lose the match. It's, it's not necessarily just a mind over matter thing. It, it is actually a real thing that you can do and that you can achieve by what you believe. Athletes often win or lose a game based on whether or not they went into the game thinking that they would win or lose. It's about how you picture yourself and how you position yourself going into something or actually winning something. There's a study uh, it was done in the uh, health psychology in 2017. Uh, this lady named Octavia Zart and uh, another lady named uh, Alia Crum. And they're at Stanford. And one of the things that they found out was over um, 61,000 adults. They tracked them over 21 years. Now, they, they looked at the data over 21 years. And people who actually thought that they were less active than others at that same age bracket had a rate of death that was higher than the people that thought that they were more healthy. So if you're telling yourself every day, oh man, I am just, I am so out of shape. I'm just not healthy. I just don't feel good. You're not going to feel good. And in this article that I'm writing, you know, I, I talk about one of the things that you can do right now to convince yourself to understand, to bring home the fact that your mind does control how you feel. You can change your state at a moment. Tony Robbins talks about this a lot in some of the things that he does and some of the work that he does. But when you start thinking about, you know, what's the most scary thing that people have to do? Often it's standing in front of a room of people and talking. So if you picture yourself having to go up and present to 10, 15, 20,000 people or just a room full of people that you don't know and talking about something that you care about or something that you like or just maybe your favorite TV show, but you're standing in front of a room of people and you have to introduce yourself, you have to tell them a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are, and then you have to start talking about a subject. That for most people is terrifying. And as you think about walking up to the front of the room and checking the microphone and getting ready and then looking out into the audience and standing out in front of everyone and everyone stops and they look at you and now you have to say something. How does that make you feel when you picture that? Does your breath go up a little bit? Does your heart rate increase? Do you start sweating a little bit? If you've ever been in that situation, you know that physically you actually start to feel the thing that you're thinking about, the thing that you don't want to do. And that's that's in your head because there's no real physical threat to you, but your body is reacting like there is a physical threat. Or you're watching a movie and in anticipation of what's about to happen, 
you're literally holding your breath and you're excited and you may be scared if it's a scary movie. And when, then you're relieved when you figure out exactly what's going to happen or you're excited or, you know, you come out of a movie and you're just hyped up. If it's something like, uh, you know, the Avengers or something like that or Black Panther, you know, you come out of the movie and you're excited. And it's because the emotional ride that you've gone on throughout that. Well, that's the same emotional ride that you're taking yourself through on a daily basis with negative self-talk and negative affirmations. The conversations that you're having internally are the things that drive you forward and position you for either succeeding in the things that you want or just being happy in the place that you are. Now, I often talk to people about how they feel and where they are in life. And these conversations just happen. Uh, it's not like it's, <laughs> it's conversations that I always seek out. But I tend to have a, a lot of personal development conversations with people. And September is National Personal Development Month here in the U.S. And so I think it's fitting to talk about mindset, mental toughness, and the things that challenge us when we're trying to develop ourselves. I never will forget I had a comment one time. And the reason I won't forget it is because I find it funny and it's interesting what people will say to you to affirm their own mindsets about the people around them or about themselves. Because oftentimes when you're getting criticisms from other people around you, it's never about you. It's always about them and how they see themselves and they're imposing that thought on you because they also don't see anyone around them being any more than what they are. And you can't take it personally. It's just one of those things that some people do. But there was a comment and it's based on the way that I dress. I, I tend to dress very well in an office setting. Um, I'm usually in a tie. If it's Thursdays, it's a bow tie. You guys know that. But I got a comment. Uh, it was it was in the fall, and it was it was actually really uh, it was a really chilly fall. Uh, so I you know get to wear blazers in the fall. In the summertime, it's just too hot. If I'm going to be inside all day, I may throw on a, a jacket. But this particular day, I had on a new blazer, uh, a new shirt. Didn't have on a new pair of pants, but I had on a couple couple new things. And I got a comment from one guy, and he goes. Hey, what did you what did you go do? Did you go buy a whole new wardrobe of uh, of clothes? And so the first thing that that says is, oh well, you pay attention to what I wear on a daily basis, um, which which is fine. And then the the other guy goes, well, you know, you got to dress for the job that you want. And it was said in a way that was condescending and not supportive. And, you know, they kind of chuckled between each other and, you know, just kind of walked off. And as, as they were walking off, I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't, you'll never get it. And, you know, I just kind of got one of those looks with no response and, and they walked away. You, you can't allow the things that people think about you to damage you or to take you off your game. Because I could have thought about it. I could, I, I could have gotten upset about it. I could have, you know, felt 
self-conscious about how I was dressed or was I doing too much or was I dressed too well? Because you'll, you'll find that people think that, oh, well, you're dressed too well. If you're dressed better than the people around you, you can intimidate them. And I, I don't see that as the case. And that's just my personal opinion about it. But I've always thought and I've always been told, and actually my mother told me this, the way you dress is how you feel. If you dress like you don't care, if you dress sloppy, no matter what you have or how good the clothes are that you have, dress the best that you can, iron your shirts, be neat and be as neat as you can with the things that you have, because the better you look outside, the better you'll feel inside, no matter what your situation is. Keep yourself clean. Always, always do everything that you can to take care of your personal appearance. Because when you look in the mirror, you want to like what you see. Because when you do, you feel better inside. That's knowledge coming from my mom. And, you know, I think I have an unfair advantage because I had an awesome mother who was like really into personal development back in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, that was what she was into. She was into being better and the positive power of positive thinking. And there's so many stories I can tell you guys behind that. But that was one of the things, you know, my mother told me on a daily basis because I was a horrible student. Hey, you can do anything that you want to do. Anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. But you have to believe in you as much as I believe in you. And this is after getting F's and D's on papers and not doing homework and getting phone calls from teachers after she yell at me and I get punished. She's like, I want you to know that I still believe that you can do anything that you want to do. Tomorrow's a new day. You can do better than this. And I expect you to do better than this. But you have to believe that you can. I know that you can. I know that you're smart. I see that you're brilliant. And then she would go into some of the things that I was good at. And every day that something happened and every day, you know, days that things didn't happen, those positive messages would come. So, you know, when I think about mindset and the fact that mine is sometimes unwavering as far as personal achievement and what I can do, not all the time, because I do have those dips. I think we all do. But I think a lot of it comes from that comes from that supportive, those supportive messages. But, you know, what do you do when you don't have that? That's that's where it has to come from inside. And even when you have that, it does not mean that that's the way you feel, feel about yourself. So what do you do? How do you how do you change your mindset? I was listening to a YouTube video. There's there was a guy talking about uh, he has has a book coming out called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. And he, he told a story about um, basically being down to his last and a homeless guy uh, coming up to him, asking him for money. And, you know, he, there was a remark, something like, you know, you got more money than me because the guy was just flat busted. And uh, this homeless guy goes, change your mindset, change your life. And just kept repeating it as he, as he walked away from him. And so he went on this journey of, changing his mindset to change his life. And he has. And he's a huge motivational speaker now. Um, 
So it's Garen Jones. That's the guy's name. So Garen Jones had this story about how he was able to change his life by changing his mindset. And he's done a TED Talk, and he's gone on to do amazing things. I'm going to try to have him on the show here uh, in a little bit to talk about it. Hopefully this month we'll have him on uh, to go over the, these mindset changes and, and what he's actually done and how he's a, been able to do it and how he can help you do the same thing. But it's amazing that when you consider if you change the little things, like when you say I was having a conversation uh, just yesterday about, yeah, you know, that's something I do really, really bad. The person was just talking about something that they did bad. And I'm like, that's something that you did bad. But it's not necessarily something that you do bad. That happened in that moment. Why are, why are you still having that conversation? Why are you having that conversation with yourself about what it is that you never do? Because all you're doing is basically affirming that you won't do it in the future. And, you know, we got to talking about it. And the power of the words that you use, the conversations that you have, uh, internally and externally, I think that, that that puts that energy out there. So we got to talking about, you know, the things that you say and do they have power and the fact that words have power, whether they're internal or external. And if you're always having negative conversations about your shortcomings, you're affirming to yourself because you're hearing it when you say it. That this is a thing that you don't do well and that this is a thing that you can't achieve because you're having this conversation with yourself that you don't do it well. If you stop that conversation inside and outside, sometimes you have to say the thing verbally to hear yourself saying it in order to be able to achieve it. So example in my life, um, back when I was in college, I used to be really bad at math. Now, I'm no mathematician, but I'm pretty good at math. And I had to start telling myself, I'm not bad at math. I just haven't been interested in it enough to be really good at it. Because all throughout high school, I never got more than a higher than a D. Honestly, probably never higher than a D. I don't remember ever getting higher than any, maybe a C. I think I had a C in order to graduate But, I mean, that barely happened. And I was really bad at a time at doing the thing. It's just, I just was. I was not applying myself. Uh, I wasn't interested enough to be good in it. Uh, I didn't understand it, and I wanted to fight the rules of it because it was difficult. So when I got into college and I had to take college algebra, I had this professor who was a great professor. I don't remember his name. But one of his his assessments, he goes, I think I know what your problem is. You have been having this conversation that you can't do this stuff. And until you start having a different conversation, you're not going to be able to. So the next time you start thinking when you're going through these formulas and you're studying... And you start thinking, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this. I want you to stop saying that to yourself and tell yourself, okay, 
I'm going to get this right. I'm going to be able to do this. And then do it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, right. But as I was preparing for an upcoming exam, I'm like, I, I am going to pass this exam. I need to pass this exam. I'm paying $700 for this class. It was 300 and some odd dollars a credit hour, 200 and some odd dollars a credit hour at the time. It's going to St. Louis University. It's an expensive school. I'm like, I have got to pass this class. I cannot pay $754 for a class and then have to take it over again. I, I can't do it. I am going to pass this exam. I'm not bad at math. I'm just not bad at math. And I, I just kept telling myself, I'm not bad at math. I'm going to be good at this. I got to get this done. I got to get this right. Now, I'd love to tell you that so I aced that exam and I got an A on it. I did not. <laughs> I absolutely did not. I, I bombed on that exam and I got a D minus. But it was college algebra. And that was quite honestly, that was the best grade I had gotten so far. And I was I was happy about it. And I talked to the professor about it. And I goes, dude, this is the first D minus I've ever gotten in this class. He goes, yeah, I know. That's awesome. He's like, let's see how we can raise that up to a C. What is it that you struggle with? And I was like, you know, when I was looking at it, this is something I didn't get. And we we went over it and we reviewed it. And when I saw what I was doing, it was more of not being prepared than it was my knowledge or my ability. It was the fact that I hadn't gotten the basics down because I was so resistant when I was learning the basics. So we went over some of the basics and he watched me work. And then corrected some of the mistakes that I was making and kept reviewing the basics with me. And as we went over the basics, I reviewed the basics on my own. And I kept having the conversation with myself that, you know what, you're going to be you're going to knock this out of the park. You're going to get a much better grade on the next one. And I did. I ended up getting a B. And it kept going and I started getting A's. And I kept getting A's. And I actually ended up with an A out of a college algebra class when my first exam was actually an F. And at that point, I realized, you know what? You're not bad at math. You just weren't interested enough to do the work. And so from that point, I've never at this point ever said again that, oh, you know what? I'm so bad at math because I had spent my entire life saying, you know, you are so bad at math because I hadn't gotten good grades in math. And it just wasn't true. It was a conversation I was having with myself that made that true. So think about those things that you say that you're not good at, that you want to be better at, but you think you're just not good at it. Oh, well, I can never do that. Well, why could you never do that? Is it because you're telling yourself you can never do that or I can never say that or, you know, I can never be better in sales. I, I just hate it. I hate sales. You have to ask yourself why, because I, I do run into that a lot with people that talk about, you know, achieving things as far as side hustles and stuff like that go. And they they'll they'll often say, well, as long as it's not sales, I don't care. And I, we'll start getting into the why. And I'm like, well, why don't you like sales? What, what's, what's been your experience? Well, I just don't like pushing people into things that they don't want. I'm like, well, why don't you like pushing people into things that they don't want? 
Well, because it's not fair. And so I'll ask them, I was like, well, you said that you didn't like pushing people into things that they want. And you said that it's not fair. Why don't you think it's fair? And we continue to go down the question path until I get about seven levels deep into those questions. And by the time we usually finish, it's about an experience that they had that was negative, that they've been carrying around. And they don't want to make other people feel the way that they felt. And so they associate being in sales and selling with making people feel bad. And until they understand the why behind what it is that they feel like they can't do, they're stuck by it. And often having that conversation helps get them unstuck at least a little bit about why it is that they feel like they can't do the thing. And in, in this example, why they hate sales. And they don't really hate sales. They hate the experience that they had and they continue to carry it around. And they continue to have those conversations with themselves about that particular thing. It is really interesting. And we're going to get more into talking about mindset throughout the month of September. I'm going to be interviewing a couple people. I'm going to try to get Garen Jones on. Uh, I haven't heard back yet on whether or not he's actually available this month, but hopefully I will hear back in the next few days about that because really fascinating dude. Uh, just look him up on YouTube, uh, Garen, J-A-R-R-I-N, Jones. Very interesting story. Uh, I love the fact that his thing is change your mindset, change your life. And if you start with the little things, start doing the, the opposite of the things that you're doing now. When you start having those negative conversations with yourself, replace those with positive conversations. Doing the things that you fear the most are often the things that you need to do in order to change the way that you feel about the things that are holding you back. And oftentimes, the things that are holding us back are ourselves. It's not our situation. It's definitely not our situation. It's generally always the things that are in our head. Now, I'll have that conversation with people and they'll say, well, if I don't have any money, that is holding me back. I'm like, well, why don't you have any money? And then we'll go down that path and we'll start talking about finances and the things that they're doing and the habits that they have. And very often you will find things that people are not willing to do. Not that they can't, they're just not willing to do to change. And that's a whole nother conversation and a whole nother topic. And I'm going to have a financial expert on a budget expert to talk about why people do that. And some of the money mindsets behind why people are stuck in the places that they are and how to change those money mindsets. Because a money mindset is totally different than just the regular mindset that you have about the things that you can achieve. They're very closely connected, but there's often feelings that you have about money and unhealthy ones that you've probably been carrying around since you were three years old. Interesting conversation I had with a woman named Kanae Corder on uh, actually the Social Strategy Podcast where we talked about healing those money mindsets from I think as early as the age of three years old. 
I'll have to link that one in the show notes because that is a good episode to go listen to, to talk about and to think about how you change your money mindset. But I'm going to have some financial experts on talking about that throughout the month of September on changing your money mindsets. So look forward to that. When you start thinking about changing your mindset and changing your life, remember the conversations that you have internally, that self-talk, that's the thing that's going to make the difference between how you feel and what you actually achieve. So remember, let me know what your in-between is. I want to know. I want to talk about this stuff on the show. Um, recently, I just talked about on the, on the last episode, I talked about a lady's in-between and making those choices between, you know, do I go forward with this thing that I'm passionate about or do I continue for the thing that I went to school with and just got a master's degree in? What do I do? And she chose to go after it, to go after the thing that she really wanted to do because that was where she wanted to be. And that was her in-between, making that decision. I want to know what your in-betweens are, what your struggles are, and the things that you're working towards. Share that with me so I can share with the audience, and uh, we can all move forward together. So that's it, guys. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. And, of course, the name of the book that I wrote is called Master Your Message. I talk about mindset in the book. Actually, I believe it's chapter two, Get Your Mind Right. I'll touch on it a little bit. And some of my thoughts have matured since the book. So I really want to get into that discussion as well and how I feel about the book now, a year later. And if what I think about it, if I think it's good, I think it's good. But there are some more thoughts that I had that I just weren't able to come out in the book that I really want to talk about. But pick up the book. Uh, you can do that to support this show. Master Your Message, The Guide to Finding Your Voice in Any Situation. You can find it anywhere you buy books. Amazon, CEO Reads, which is actually probably cheaper than Amazon right now. So if you go out to 1-800-CEO-READS, I think it is, or 800-CEO-READS, just, just Google CEO Reads and you'll find it. Um, buy the book. It's only eight bucks. Support the show. That's how it helps. It helps pay for all this stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, it, it's a good book. I've had some I've had some good compliments on it and uh, I've looked at it and sometimes I've been like, wow, I wrote that. I did that. That's pretty good. And then some of it is like, ooh, I wrote that. <laughs> Not about the book, but some of the articles I write. Some of that stuff is I'm like, oh, OK, I got to rewrite this. But see, that's that's negative self-talk because I know I can do better. And you have to. Be honest with yourself when you're not doing your best. When you're phoning it in, and sometimes we do phone it in, you got to be honest with yourself and go, you know what? I'm phoning this in. Let me step it up because I'm better than this. And that's what I want you to leave with is that you are better than whatever negative conversation that you're having with yourself right now. You can do it. You will do it. And you must do it. So until the next time, I'll see you guys in the next episode.